Welcome to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's historical facts, myths and opinions on the development of the bicycle and the sport. This podcast generally looks at the Waratah Masters Club and specifically one of their two premier events, the Eric Mather Cup. The origins of the Waratah Masters Cycling Club goes back to the 1950s when the Wheelman Club organised the top competition cycling events at Homebush Bay. In 1981, this club became the Homebush Veteran Cycle Club and later the Waratah Masters Cycling Club. St George and Homebush legend Barry Robbins takes up the story. Took over the running of Homebush Bay for about for a wait of ten years. Yeah, yeah. I still used to ride, but run it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keen to yeah, we 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 still have the same club, but today it's called Waratah. Yeah, yeah. Because the New South Wales Cycling Federation wouldn't allow us to call it the New South Wales Wheelman's Club, ah. which it was, and it had been for years. Ah. So. I immediately said, right, we'll call it Waratah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a New South Wales floral emblem. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we call it Waratah and today it still exists. Yeah. And and up Sunday morning we get up to 200 riders. Yeah, wow. Six, six grades. Yeah. Up to 200 riders. So Every you're time. doing your part to get it going. Yeah, well, right now I'm 82 and I've slipped out of it. Everyone, yeah. everyone else is looking after it now. The Waratah Masters Cycling Club was formed in 1994 to carry on the traditions of cycle racing at Homebush Bay, with the mission to provide friendly cycle competition for men and women master cyclists, with a special emphasis on introducing new riders to the sport. Club President Ian Jackson. cross-section of cyclists from, from all over Sydney. Anyone can race from any club, as long as they've got a, a racing licence. Um, you know, we over the course of a year we host, you know, probably a thousand or close to a thousand riders from clubs all over New South Wales that come and race with us. It's not just, you know, the Waratahs run it, and we we've been we have a formula really. We race every Sunday of the year at one of four different venues, and um, and we get over the course of a year. I think last year we had about six and a half thousand, not different riders, but six and a half thousand entries in our races. Over the course of uh, the course of the year, so you know, I think we, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think we put on one of the better um, crit type racing in Sydney, and we do it every week. So we've been doing it for years, so we've got it down pat, and uh, it usually works pretty smoothly. And, and that, and these two races, the Eric Mather Cup and the um, Southern Hemisphere Cup, are just a culmination of that. And the Eric Mather Cup, I think this year we've got. $7,000 in prizes and, and most of that's cash um, so it's you know it's a good it's a good it's a good event and we're happy to do it and it, as you say it does attract good riders from from, from from all over all over the state actually we're going to have a lot of people from outside of Sydney coming in as well so um, it's good fun we enjoy doing it and, and I think people enjoy it so, so pr- yeah yeah you're proud of the show you put on by the sounds of things as well and that's that's not arrogance that's just being proud of what you do so it, that comes through 
David Robb wrote of Eric Mather in the Sydney Morning Herald, stating he strove to do all things properly. Eric Mather believed if corporate Australia made business decisions while considering broad ethical issues, not only would the nation be better off, but so would the shareholders. In 2002, Mather led a small team at Westpac to establish BT Governance Advisory Service for superannuation schemes, which took a new approach into encouraging major companies to consider environmental, social and governance issues. The idea being that companies that properly managed important ethical issues represented a lower investment risk. By 2003, BT and the boards had won the inaugural United Nations Royal Award for Responsible Investment. Today, the business is independent and its clients are responsible for 15% of the market capitalisation of companies listed on the ASX. In 2010, after working behind the scenes corporately on writing major environmental issues such as the Tamar River Pulp Mill, Eric Mather was named Ethical Investors Champion of the Decade. Away from the corporate finance world, Mather opened up Skippy Burger at Manly and he was a swimmer, a proficient surfer, triathlete and an obsessive cyclist. He raced regularly, he toured, he commuted to work and he was a huge fan of the Giro d'Italia and the Tour Down Under. In 2011, Mathod succumbed to melanoma, brain tumour and his cancer in his lungs, liver and hip bones. Eric Mathod Cup is a fitting tribute to the man as one of the two premier events run by the Waratah Masters Cycle Club each year. Steve Cassidy's wonderful Kabiki.net results service shows the Eric Mathod Colnago Cup's A grade on a roll as a list of the state's premier experienced cyclists. Classy cyclist Liam Kelly winning in 2011, Penrith legend Pete Molostic beaten by Richard Allen in 2013, the impressive Daniel Brickle winning in 2014 and Olympian Eddie Salas winning in 2015. Chris Miller won the race in 2016 and crit legend Nash Kent winning last year. Clearly the honour roll is becoming a very fitting memorial to Eric Mather with the state cyclist remembering the impact Mather made during his life. Yeah, that's right. He was an all-round athlete. He was into, from memory, I think he was into skiing and, 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 and outdoors activities generally. He's a very capable athlete, and cycling was one of the things that he, he loved and did. But in the corporate area, he was also very well known. He was a senior guy in, in the financial community, and he he was one of the trailblazers, I think, in the initial days of ethical investing and trying to make sure... Um, um, in, investors in the financial community sort of did the right thing from a social and um, um, environmental perspective, and that was his, one of his passions as well. So, um, yeah, as I say, he was he was he was quite innovative and, and very well known and respected in that area as well. So, you know, it was a great loss when he passed away, but uh, one of the reasons we're happy to happy to uh, have the race in his memory. He's, he's, his, his widow also comes along to the races and, and, and she helps with the, the um, handing out of prizes and so forth at, at the end of it. And uh, some of his family members come, I think, from interstate and race in the race as well, which is terrific. So, I noticed his yeah. brother was on the in the winner's list uh, down in the, in the grades a couple of years well, ago. Well, that's right. That's right. And he came from, I think, Tasmania. I think he flew in from Tasmania to race in the race and got a place, which is fantastic. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. 
So it's down in the lower grades of the Matha Cup and other events that the real spirit of the Waratah Masters Cycling Club lives, with participants with all kinds of backgrounds and experience levels, but all with a story to tell, and competitors that respect and have the life skills and the knowledge to listen and become interested in those stories. These lower grades are important. They are what Waratah Masters are all about. And one rider that raced the Eric Matha Cup and epitomises the cycling lifestyle was club icon Barry Robbins. Barry made the E-grade podium a couple of times in the Eric Mather Colnago Cup, firstly with Rodney Wagner and Nigel Sheridan in 2013 and Debbie Henniker in 2014. But just impressive was he was still racing weekly up until his recent passing. Barry was a bit of an icon. He was racing well into his 80s. I think he died. I think he was 83 when he died. And he was racing... He died, he, he died at, um, or, well, he died early this year, but he was racing last year, and he was, it's, he, he, you know, he was still very competitive in E-grade. Sometimes he'd even win. And that's the great thing about what we do in E-grade. We actually have an F-grade as well someday. But in E and F-grade, you get these guys who, we've got ex-Olympic cyclists who are in their 80s who, who are still, still want to cycle. They're obviously not as quick, but they go around with their mates and they have a sprint at the end to see who can win. And they love it. And we've got a lot of 80-year-olds who are still riding with us and racing. And they, you know, they, they, we have a grade for them. And, and so you've got that end of it. And then you've got the A grade, obviously, where you get the elites, you know, you get the Molostics and all that, Kellys and all those sort of guys. So, yeah, I think that's part of the appeal of, 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 of what we do. And someone, I remember someone asked me who's a, who we most proud of in the club, and I actually said a few years ago, I said, well, it's Barry Robbins, you know, he's 80 and he's still riding and racing and enjoying and he's competitive, and that's the sort of thing that you, you really enjoy seeing um, each week when, you, when, you, when we put on these races, you enjoy seeing people who really enjoy their racing, they're able to continue to do it, they're not as fast as they used to be, but they're still out getting out there, and, and, and the social part of it is as important as the racing. You know, they go out and see their mate, have a cup of coffee and lots of stuff. So. It's sad to think that Barry Robbins will not be at the Mather Cup in 2018, but he'll be there in more than spirit, as his daughter Joanne will be Chief Commissaire at the event. As recently described by New South Wales cycling guru Phil Bates, Barry Robbins was part of a family that has had a major impact on cycling. Son Peter, daughters Joanne and state rep Michelle were all cyclists, Joanne working for Cycling Australia for more than a decade, while wife Maureen was a very significant figure in the sport as the senior administrator of Cycling Australia. They both race with us, Joanne and um, Michelle Scott. They're both Barry's daughters and they both race pretty much every week. And Joanne has actually just become a level three commissaire. So she's just done the course and passed the level three course. So she's now able to officiate state and national events. And, she, and she, look, she's terrific. She, she, she still races, uh, as does her sister. And, 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 you know, it's great. Barry used to come along with his two daughters and <laughs> look after him and they'd or race as a family, and it was was really, you know, great, delightful to see. It was great. So, um, yeah, so I think, jo- I think Joanne is officiating at the race.
We'll talk more of the Robbins family in a later podcast. Clearly cycling has been a way of life for the family and part of the family bond. I asked Joanne if it was true that Barry, well into his 80s, raced 33 races at Waratah events during 2017 prior to passing away. Yeah, he did. He did. He was 83. 83. And, and what time do you get up to go to those races? Dad, Dad probably got up at about 5 because he would have wanted to eat beforehand. So, yeah. <laughs> probably got up at 5. Yeah. Probably and... 4. Probably 4.30 when we were racing at Eastern Creek, so we've got to be there at 6. It's just a phenomenal career. Yeah, yeah, he had a wonderful career. Cycling is a sport of discipline and commitment, but clearly when done with mates and family, it comes easy, and it's a wonderful lifestyle. Here's Barry himself talking of his early training rides with New South Wales' mighty trio of Bob Leach, Neil Peden and Jack Griffin, and also, later, his entry in his first major tour. I, I, I used to go training with him. Young dog, I lived in Glebe. Yeah. And I'd ride out to her school to Peden and Jack Ripper used to live together in the back yeah. of Dallas Place. Yeah. I'd ride out to there and we'd go out and do 120 miles. Did you? Yeah, with them. We'd get back and then I'd have to wait 17 miles of there. And I'd done, I'd done 30. You were blocking up a few yeah, I'd done 34 more mile in the day more than they'd done. Wow. And then, then I began to improve. It was just the hours I was yeah. in, in the saddle. Yeah. You're talking about Sid Freshwater. I still yeah. see his son every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sid, I was only 20, and Sid says, Barry, you're only around here showing a lot of potential. Ride the Sydney Melbourne, 1954. Yeah, yeah. And we rode to Sydney Melbourne. When I say to Sydney Melbourne, I went way out from west through Gerildery, yeah, all the way yeah. through the middle, down through Victoria, and come back in. And I think they only run it once, did they? Yeah, yeah. only once, 980 miles. Yeah. <laughs> More on Barry Robbins and those amazing 1950 events in later podcasts. The 2018 Eric Mather Cup will be held on Monday, April 2nd, with Trek and the Roof Rack Store, the sponsors. Currently, entries are closing on the 21st of March, but see newsouthwales.cycling.org.au for entry details and updates. (laughs) 